and welcome to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cammie. And Faith. So, Cammie, do you know what isopods are? Are they like roly-polies? Yes, roly-polies are a type of isopod. And I've been falling in love with them recently. I feel like they're becoming a little bit of a thing on social media because I keep seeing roly-poly merch and I desperately want it. (laughs) Like there's a roly-poly purse that I really, really want. Does it roll up? Yeah, like you open it and it's like, like it's like where its belly is. And then when you close it, it rolls up into its ball. Oh, that's cute. I know. I'm so excited. I wonder Um, if you could do like a roly-poly amigurumi. (gasps) Be so cute. We should figure out how to crochet one. Yeah, we'll look into that. We'll look into it. Okay. Um, Um, I really don't know much about isopods other than I can give you an example of one. Yeah, that's a type of isopod. And so today we're going to talk about one of my new favorite creepy crawlies. I think they're adorable. Isopods are my new best bug. And uh, they actually have a headline about them. They are breaking news, apparently, because I was doing my periodic Google search of isopods. And <laughs> I will tell you why I do that in a little bit. Okay. And then, you know, like on the Google thing where you can click like images, news, I clicked on news and like five different news sources had the same headline. So Hmm. I thought it would be fun to talk about. Okay. I'm very intrigued. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to see what all the fuss is about. Mm -hmm. So isopod, what are isopods? Isopods are from the order crustacean and good examples of isopods are wood lice and their relatives. There are many different species that can be aquatic and live in fresh or salt water and terrestrial. So there are lots of different examples of isopods that live pretty much anywhere. And all isopods share some characteristics. All have rigid, segmented, chitinous exoskeletons, two pairs of antennae, seven pairs of jointed limbs on the thorax, and five pairs of branching appendages on the abdomen that are used in respiration. So I'm intrigued by that last one. Appendages on the abdomen that are used in respiration. Yeah, can you expand on that a little bit? Like, do you know how that works? I don't know. I can look it up, though. Is it kind of like gills? I think so, because some of them are, some of them would definitely function as gills because they live under water. And then maybe the other ones are just like lungs. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious why isopods would have those then and not other arthropods if they functioned like lungs. Okay, so those appendages that help them with breathing on their abdomen are called pleopods. and Isopod species that live in the oceans use their pleopods to breathe by gas exchange, and those that live on land um, developed their pleopods. So that would suggest that evolutionarily, all isopods originally lived in water, and they 
So terrestrial isopods developed their pleopods to include air sacs called pseudotrachea. So that would be I'm like- I'm familiar with trachea. I was going to say we have tracheas and that mm-hmm. those help us breathe. I'm not exactly sure what a trachea does in humans. Is that like your throat? I think so because a tracheotomy is when you take the pen and you like stab somebody with the pen and it helps them breathe. Oh, okay. And so they have pseudotrachea that function as gas exchange organs that don't need to be fully submerged in water. So I'm going to look at images. Well, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. They, it, on like their like head, their thorax, it looks like five little air pouches. Oh. So it looks like terrestrial ones um, would suck in air and then aquatic ones would suck in water and do their gas exchange. Okay. That's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. It is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So those are all the common characteristics that all isopods have. And they're a pretty big species. There are 10,000 species of isopods that are found all over the world in many different environments. And because of this, they are very um, diverse in like size, color, living conditions. And we're gonna get into that a little. So um, terrestrial isopods tend to live in moist areas such as soil or the forest floor. And if you've ever been like picking up rocks or digging around in dirt, you've probably found some isopods. And aquatic isopods also live on the ocean floor. And usually they can't, not that they can't move very far, but they usually don't swim, but some can swim. And the size of isopods also varies greatly. Some are only a few millimeters and some can be very large. And I want you to take a guess on how big you think they can be. Two feet. Less, but that's close. Oh, okay. Um, one foot. More. One and a half. About 16 inches. So that's one foot, four inches. Okay, so, so one and a third. One and a third. They can be like toddler sized, which is freaky to me. Oh. If you stand okay, them up. Now that you put it that way. Yeah, you like stand mm. them up on end. They're big, which huh. is freaky. Are these the aquatic ones? I would think so. I think the bigger ones are going to be more aquatic. And there's actually a phenomenon that we're going to talk about with that. That Oh, okay. I guess makes Yeah, them I was bigger. just thinking if if they were that big, like the if the terrestrial ones were that big, I feel like I would have seen them. <laughs> no, I think the ones that live on land are smaller. Okay. And most isopods uh, for their diet, eat dead or decaying matter. So they are a decomposer, which is, I would say, like a classification of insects or just something that insects do a lot that we don't think about. Like they decompose pretty much all matter eventually. You know, I actually think about that all the time, Faith. So I don't really like really? your assumption that um, I'm an uneducated individual. Hey, hey, hey. I just mean <laughs> the common public. Oh, never, okay. Well, because right. I, never, I never thought about that until I started taking Entomology 222. I never thought about it. Just like, oh, where does matter 
like where does matter go I don't know I don't think I about suppose it that's fair I suppose some are also grazers or filter feeders the ones that live underwater would probably be filter feeders and a few are actually predators which I find a little creepy especially if they're big uh-huh and I think also the ones that live in the ocean would be predators or would be more likely yeah, lock to be up predators. your infants <laughs> lock up your children they're going to be devoured devoured by ice oh my gosh my <laughs> i have something about that my little brother when he was like four or five he used mm-hmm. to watch lego ninjago and there was this character called the great devourer and it oh was a gosh. giant lego snake and he was so scared of the great devourer and he would have us like check under his bed to make sure the great devourer wasn't there Oh my gosh, Tyler also watched Lego Ninjago. I'm going to have to see if he remembers this. Did he see the movie? I don't know. Maybe? I would have to I did ask not him. Feel that it was very, I did not feel that it was faithful to the original series. Really? Completely different tone. I watched it with Joey, so. Hmm. Let's see. Weird. The Great Devourer. I got to show you a picture. You got to show me it's a picture. Like so, it's so pitiful. <laughs> it's like a Lego snake, right? Yes. Like that's, the, that's the point of the show. Is that everything is Legos? Well, it's Lego Ninjago, so. Well, yeah. I'm just not a big Lego person. Oh, it looks like. <laughs> okay, have you ever seen the uh, second Spy Kids movie? Of course. They're like the big, I don't remember exactly what they look like, but they're big water snake things, I think. Yeah, on the, the island of lost dreams or whatever. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think God stays in heaven because he because he's lives a, in fear of yeah. what he's created? Oh, <laughs> uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Oh, my what God. What a star-studded cast. Yeah, honestly. For yeah, like those a, movies, like, I, I like kids movie sequel. Movie. I like Spy Kids. I remember what did you think the, about Spy Kids 3? I loved Spy Kids 3. I didn't like that one as much because I I was not a gamer, so I was like, "Ugh, this does not pertain to me." Oh, I didn't. And the the girl, the girl wasn't there as much, so I was like, "You want me to care about a boy?" I thought the boy was cute. That's why I cared. Oh, (laughs) oh, you know what? In the first one, you know when they make the microwave food. Yeah, <gasps> I always it, like, wanted to eat that so bad. It looks it, like, so flashes into McDonald's. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, some of them are devourers. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not big. Of... Not big Lego snakes. Regular. Not devourers. big Lego snakes. Regular. Not, not the great kind. The regular kind. And you actually referenced this earlier by saying roly poly. So terrestrial isopods and possibly some other ones. I'm not sure, but I know for sure that terrestrial isopods have an interesting defect defense mechanism where they curl up into a ball where they're disturbed and this is the common name this is where the common name of roly-poly comes from did you like roly-polies as a kid um no i hated them for their cowardice i was gonna say lots of people were afraid of them like no i'm I'm kidding i did like them i just you know they roll up and it's like come on fight me like a you know. <laughs> they don't even run away, I don't think. They just, like, wait until you're gone 
I did like I I did like to look under rocks when I was a kid, so I, I liked seeing roly polies. What did you call them? What did you call roly- them growing up? Because I also heard like pill bugs a lot. I've never I've heard that that's a thing that they're called, but I always said roly polies. It's a regional thing. Oh really? Yeah, and I moved around a lot, so like I kind of interchangeably use both. You use both. Like mm-hmm. it's like pop or soda. Yeah. Actually, there's, I've I've never lived in a place where they call it pop, but yes. I was going to say, there's a correct answer, and it's soda. <laughs> soda! So, soda! So the reason that isopods have been gathering attention is because they've been gaining popularity as pets because of different color oh. patterns that um, I learned about recently. And I don't know if these color patterns are a new thing that they've been like bred to but yeah they have new they have interesting color patterns and certain so i'm i'm curious like how long do they live i'm not sure i think it depends on the species because if it like i feel like insect or these aren't insects excuse me arthropod Mm -hmm. pets tend not to be very like long livid yeah i don't know that my heart could take that they can live for three to four years. Oh, okay. The well, I stand live. corrected. It's longer than a rat. Yeah, they live. And um, I think they're kept mostly as like secondary pets in reptile cages. Do the reptiles not eat them? Um, I don't think so because they live like further in the dirt. Oh, and you okay. f- And you feed the reptile um, other things crickets and the like mm -hmm. yeah certain species of terrestrial isopods can be kept as pets in terrariums where they can live in the soil and consume decaying plant and animal material this makes Hmm. them popular to include in pet cages to clean up after reptiles and amphibians so i think you would keep some to put you would put them in like the bottom of your lizard cage or your frog cage just to clean up a little bit after the after okay animals. so kind of like putting shrimp in your aquarium yes exactly okay. like putting shrimp in your aquarium but you can another crustacean. also another crustacean you can keep them as pets on their own okay but i think mostly they're like a secondary pet and this is where we're gonna get into i've been calling them breeds but i guess maybe coloration is a better word and we're starting with my absolute favorite, rubber ducky. Oh. I love rubber ducky isopods. If you want to just like make your day, listeners. I'm going to look, look up, it up right now. Look up rubber ducky isopods. They are so cute. <gasps> Aww. I know, right? They're adorable. It looks like one of your little Pokemon creatures. Yeah, they're so cute. So rubber ducky isopods are my personal favorite and they have a like brown ish body that comes into a yellow head and then they have a very distinct orange spot that remembers a duck bill and they are adorable they are the superior isopods and i love them another cute i like them they are cute another popular color is dairy cow um which are white isopods there are white isopods with black spots that resemble milk cows. 
And once you find a picture, I want to ask you if they look like something and see if I can ruin a particular food item for you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what you might be referring to. Oh, okay. I wonder if you'll guess it. Like cookies and cream ice cream to me. I was but... going to say, have you ever had like cookies and cream M&Ms? Not M&Ms, no. That's what but they I've look like. But I've had cookies and cream ice cream. That's my go-to creamery flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel, ooh. I'm a grilled stickies person, but you do. Really? Like, I haven't tried it. I'm like apprehensive. I feel like it'll be too sweet. No, it's so good. Worth okay. it. Um, also, raspberry fudge tort is super good. Okay. That's my new favorite. You but... heard it here first. If you're visiting Penn State and want to go to the creamery, those are the yeah. flavors that we endorse. Those are the flavors to try. But I like their chocolate peanut butter as well, but like they don't mm-hmm. have that very often at like the actual creamery. So you gotta oh, no, get like you're right, yeah. You have to get a pint of it. I wonder if they'll have different flavors for summer because like fruit will be coming into season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They usually do. But uh yeah, they look like little dairy cows. And I said, I showed a picture to someone and I said, Oh, they look like cookies and cream MMs. And then they got mad at me because Now, like, they can't, I think it was Girl Tyler. Oh, well, I guess Girl Tyler just needs to be punished then. (laughs) For not liking that I compared an insect color to one of her favorite treats. Or, like, I think she likes cookies and cream ice cream, too. For being intolerant of the isopods. Punish, punishable by mm-hmm. being covered by being covered in isopods. Yeah, she's all into Pokemon, so I don't know why she wouldn't like them. I don't know. I think it's the <laughs> legs. Hmm. Okay, I feel like I feel like the legs bother people. I'm just kidding, Tyler. I don't think he's <laughs> punished. It's no, valid. I know we're kidding. We're kidding. Um, another one is zebra which has black and white stripes, obviously. They are also very cute. And there's even powder blue and orange, which are blue and orange, respectively. Okay, I I like the zebra ones. I'm looking up powder blue now. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's powder blue. I finished Arcane last week, and now I just can only think of that. (laughs) Oh, I like that one. That's pretty. Yeah, they're blue. They're very pretty. And you said there was an orange one? Yeah, orange. Just orange? I think so. It might, I don't know what it's called specifically. It might have a specific name. I just don't remember. Powder orange. Powder orange. Okay. Okay. They're so cute though. And it's so interesting. I like them. It's so interesting how they all have like such different colors. And maybe for a future episode, we can talk about like why insects develop certain color patterns and how they do that like I feel like evolutionarily there must be a reason that they look Mm. like that but yeah yeah I think it's well I wonder are they selectively bred to be that color or are they naturally occurring because that would make a big difference I'm not sure they might I think in my brain I automatically think oh they're selectively bred for this because it's just such a unique color pattern so I'm just going to look up our rubber ducky isopods. 
The first thing is why are rubber ducky isopods so expensive? Expensive? I gotta look up how much they cost. Mm, It says rubber ducky isopods are a small crustacean species within the Armadillidae family. They live in leaf litter of tropical environments of Central and South America. Okay, I'm looking up like, so I'm on the website rubberduckyisopods.com okay six blonde rubber ducky isopods are $150 oh six of them six so what's the okay what would be the unit price then what's 150 divided by six I don't know I don't do math hold on um 25 so, so 25 dollars yeah and then they also sell like the dairy cow one from 24 49 yeah apparently and they, they have they like are. other varieties apparently they are naturally occurring they are a unique and rare isopod species um that lives in Thailand. They are one of several relatively brand new Southeast Asian. What the heck? I used to live there. I should have looked for them. If only I'd known. Apparently they're rare. It's so rare. It does say ultra rare on the <laughs> Ultra rare. Oh, they they're actually... 1.5 centimeters. Difficult to breed. Yeah, I was going to say, it says they're challenging, they're challenging to breed in captivity. Challenging to breed in captivity and rare due to market demand. So they're really popular. And apparently they take a while to reach maturity. Mm -hmm. So it takes a long time for breeders to have enough to sell. Oh, they're actually not the rarest. (laughs) The Cuberis species, or better known as black evil isopods, are a super rare isopod species from Southeast Asia. Yep, I saw that one on the website too. They're just, why are they called black evil isopods? Because of their wicked demeanor. I mean, maybe. They just look like little guys. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. But yeah, I didn't know they were so expensive. I knew they were rare, but I didn't know how expensive they were to buy them. Man, I'm going to have to wait until I'm rich then to have my rubber ducky isopod tank. (laughs) (laughs) While these are interesting creatures as a whole, a specific type of isopod is making headlines because there's a new species of them off the coast of Mexico. Ooh. Hey, babe, wake up. A new isopod species just dropped. A new species just dropped. (laughs) So a new species of giant isopod. So Giant? The big boys, like the ones, the... as big as 16 inches big ones uh were discovered off the coast a new species of giant isopod was discovered in the gulf of mexico a group of taiwanese japanese and australian researchers discovered the and i'm gonna butcher this the bathynomus eucatanesis eucatanesis maybe eucatanesis that sounds better off the coast of Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula, hence the name Yucatanesis. 
Um, this new species is similar to other species of aquatic isopods um, because of its size, giant, it's very big. The Bathynomus yucatanisis is similar to other giant isopods that have already been discovered because it is on the larger end of the isopod size scale. Its size has been contributed to deep sea gigantism, which is- I've heard of this, but I don't understand it. So I'm yeah, excited it, to have you explain it to me. It, um, so it's a phenomenon when sea creatures that live in deep oceans become much larger than their relatives, which have a normal size. And I have a decent example of this, which is the deep sea is, squid. I was about grow, to ask about the giant squid. I'm afraid of those. It can grow up to 20 feet long. So I think that's two stories, right? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, they're creepy. I'm afraid of, I'm, I'm so scared of a giant squid. Oh my God. They're creepy. It is mostly tentacles, but it's still a little freaky to think about a 20-foot tall squid that's deeper than a first-year philosophy student. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those philosophy students. We don't know any, so we're just making this. Oh, you do? No, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know I know any. a single philosophy student. I, I usually know someone... pick on. I usually pick on business majors, but... My new roommate is actually a business major. Oh. No, she's cool. We love Liz. She knows. <laughs> she okay. knows that business students are business students. Sh hey, Liz, if if you're listening, hi, Liz. <laughs> Shout Hello. out. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> That's Cammy. Yep. But this new species is different both physically and genetically from other deep sea isopods. It is physically different because it has a creamy yellow color and it's slender body proportions. It's like very skinny. Va-va-voom. It does, it's got the va-va-voom. And it is genetically distinct from the close relatives of this species. And this was proven through DNA analysis um, mm -hmm. of the creature. Um, but because these species are so similar, the scientists mentioned that there is most likely a long history of misidentification of giant isopod species. So oh, that's interesting. Isopods that were Bathynomus eucatanesis were mm -hmm. probably mistaken for other species of giant isopods. So, I see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, new species just dropped and they belong to a cooler, like, order of creatures isopods in general are just cool and now there's a cool isopod out oh i remember what i was gonna say cnn is hating on the isopods cnn is where i got this article okay. from and the first sentence was a new species of giant isopod that resembles the face huggers from alien has been discovered i like alien i like the face huggers i think that's a compliment yeah, but like, you hatin'. Most people don't like the. No, the I had an alien phase. Alien. I, I was Ripley for Halloween. Um, oh, cool. I, yeah, I was really into Alien for a while. That's cool. I like. That. I've seen That's all the fun... movies, even the bad ones. 
That's a fun cami fact. I like that. Mm-hmm. You were Rip- you were Ripley for Halloween. That's a good And I, I wore that costume to a couple of conventions too. And people were like, oh, you're so cute. I want to take a picture with you. Oh, you've got a little stuffed orange cat with you. I'm like, yeah, duh, Jonesy. <gasps> duh, Jonesy. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's I don't about come all to play. I have for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that with me, Faith. Yeah, thank you for listening. All right. I think we might have to have to get back on rubberduckyisopods.com and maybe have an illicit dorm pet next semester. <gasps> yes, I want isopods. <laughs> I know. I want to have mommy. a terrarium. Oh, my God. I want a terrarium so bad. All right. Well, make sure to check under rocks. Bye. Ooh, we can go isopod hunting. We can. We can. All right. Thanks All for right. listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Totally Buggin'. You can support Totally Buggin' by following us on your favorite podcast platform and sharing our episodes with your friends. We can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for updates, episode previews, and additional content. You can also message us on those sites to request episode topics. Our website is currently under construction, but it will be back up soon. Thank you.